Good morning and happy Christmas. My name is Jeff. I'm one of the pastors here. It's my privilege to look with you at that passage that was, or those passages that were just read from the, uh, Paul, the Apostle Paul's letter to the Colossians. Can I encourage you, if you can, to have a Bible open and uh, we'll have a think about what those verses mean for us this Christmas. Let's ask God to help us. Let's pray. A gracious God and loving Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for giving us your word. We pray that as we reflect now on it, that you help us to understand more the greatness of what Jesus has done and help us to stay trusting in him. Pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, for many people in our church, uh, Christmas is a time for travel. It's a time for moving around all over the world. Uh, right now, we have members of our church traveling in so many different places. Uh, lots of people in our church like to go to Japan. Uh, our missionary in Japan, Andrew Wong, he reckons that at any one time, there are more members of our church in Japan than there are in his whole church over there. Uh, our people are also, from what, uh, what I've been told, traveling in Korea, in China, in Hong Kong, Malaysia, Singapore, Indonesia, the US, Europe, Africa, South America, New Zealand. That's just what I've heard. Uh, we've been everywhere, man. Uh, my own wife, Carmelina is currently traveling with two of our children. They had three days in Korea. They ate the wiggly octopus and all that kind of stuff. Uh, then they went to Bologna for three weeks where my kids were studying intensive language. And then on the, on the weekends, they had trips to Venice. In fact, I think they shared your honeymoon, didn't they? Uh, Michaela and joined, joined with Michaela and Aidan on their honeymoon in Venice. Uh, shared a nice romantic gondola ride with them on their honeymoon. Um, <laughs> Uh, Venice and Florence and Rome on the weekends. And uh, right now I just spoke to them uh, an hour or so ago on uh, on FaceTime. They're having Christmas Eve dinner with uh, Gianluca Derudas, our mission partner, and his family at Gianluca's uh, mum's house in Sardinia. So they're having a, a week in Sardinia. Uh, for lots of people in our church, Christmas is a time for travel. Uh, but for me, what I like to do is this. I like to stay put. At Christmas and every other day for the rest of the year as well, I like to stay right where I am. I'm looking forward to spending this Christmas, same place I spent last Christmas, in Chatswood. Yes. <laughs> Actually, the more I think about it, uh, the more I realise that in lots of ways I like to stay where I am, stay put. I've been in the same marriage for 31 years. I've been in the same job for 25 years. I've lived in the same house for 14 years. Driven the same car for 13 years. I think I've been wearing those same trousers for 10 years. Don't worry, I do wash them. It's fine, don't stress. Um, yes, friends, at this time of Christmas and for the rest of the year, I like to stay put. And why do I like to stay put? Because where I am is good. I, I like the situation I'm in. W what I have is what I like. I, I don't want a different wife. I'm happy with the one I have. I, I don't want a different job. I don't want a different house. The car is still going fine. It ain't broke. I don't see any need to fix it. I like things as they are. That's why I like to stay put. Well, nearly 2,000 years ago, in a city in what is now the country of Turkey, a city called Colossi, there were some people who made the most enormous move, the biggest move of their lives. 
it wasn't a physical move so much. It was, it was more of a spiritual move. But it changed everything in their lives. These people, who had been pagans, they heard the true message of the gospel. The good news, the, the good news that we find in our Bibles. The true message about how Jesus was born. The true message about how Jesus lived and died and rose again. And these people in this city of Colossae 2,000 years ago, they believed this message and that changed everything. Everything in their lives. They relied on Jesus as their Lord, their, their, their boss, their king. They formed a new community, a church. And they lived their lives wanting to please Jesus and with the sure hope that when they died, they would be with him in heaven. Let's start off in this book of Colossians, uh, the very first uh, reading in the first chapter. It's page 1,828. 1,828, and it's the centre's marked with a three. We call it chapter one and verse three. Verse three. Can you see it there? So this is a letter that was written to the Colossian church by a very early Christian leader. His name was Paul. We call him the Apostle Paul. Uh, let me read what he says to them. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 3. It says, We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. Because we've heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all God's people, the faith and love that spring from the hope stored up for you in heaven and about which you've already heard in the true message of the gospel that has come to you. Long sentence, long sentence. Uh, let, let me just work you through the flow of logic there. So start at the end. You see, the, the Colossians heard the true message of the gospel. The true message of the gospel came to, came to you. You can see that at the end of verse 5. They heard the true message of the gospel. And so going backwards in verse 5, that filled them with, can you see, hope stood up for them in heaven. In other words, they heard the, the true message about how Jesus lived and died and rose again, and that gave them hope that when they die, they'll be able to be in heaven with God. All right, and then still moving backwards, in response to that, springing from that hope, they, they trusted Jesus, put their faith in him, and they loved his people. Can you see the beginning of verse 5 there? The faith, that's faith in Christ Jesus from verse 4, and the love that spring from the hope stored up for you in heaven. Okay, can you, can you see the flow of the sentence then? They heard the gospel, the good news about Jesus, the true original message. That inspired for them a hope. Wow, we could be in heaven when we die. And so what did they do? They put their trust in Jesus, they relied on him, and they loved God's people, became part of his church. The Apostle Paul goes on to talk more about what Jesus has achieved for them, and he says this is the best thing you could ever possibly have done, to put your trust in Jesus. He says, he says, like everyone else, you Colossians, before you were ignoring God, disobeying God, in fact, even hating God. He says, you were enemies of God because of the wrong things that you'd done. Uh, like everyone else, the Apostle Paul says to the Colossians, and, and like you and me, these Colossians were what the Bible calls sinners. Paul says, when Christ died for them, he took all their sins upon himself on the cross. He took on himself the judgment of God that they deserved. And so now, the Apostle Paul says, 
Through Jesus, these Colossians are in the most wonderful situation. Through Jesus, these Colossians have gone from being God's enemies to being his friends. They've gone from being dirty and defiled before God to being clean from every blemish. They've gone from being subject to accusation from God for all the things that they, have got, that they had done to being free from accusation. They've gone from being unholy to being God's holy, special people. Jump forward to the next reading, to page 1829, 1829, and to verse 21 of chapter 1. Can you see it there? It's halfway down the right-hand column. Chapter 1 and verse 21. It's talking about just how what a beautiful situation they are now in because of their trust in Jesus. Verse 21. Once you were alienated from God, and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior. Enemies, enemies of God because of the way they were behaving. But now, verse 22, but now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you wholly in his sight without blemish and free from accusation. Those are good things to have, don't you reckon? Reconciled to God, wholly in his sight without blemish, free from accusation, pardoned from all their sin, and now with the hope of heaven. Good state to be in. Somewhere you'd want to stay, wouldn't you? I was reading recently the story of uh, Kathleen Folbig. Over a period of uh, 10 years from 1989 to 1999, Kathleen Folbig had uh, terrible things happen to her. She had four of her babies die. She had four children and all of them died between the ages of zero and two. Four tragic deaths of her babies from 1989 to 1999. And then in 2003, despite the fact there was no forensic evidence, no pathological evidence that she had killed her babies, Kathleen was convicted of murdering her babies. The jury just went, impossible that you could have four children die in 10 years. You must have killed them. And she was sentenced to 40 years in jail. Uh, But then in 2020, a study showed that her children, in fact, had a rare genetic mutation called CALM2, mutation which could well have been the cause of their early deaths. A full inquiry was conducted. And then finally, just this year, In June of this year, after 20 years in jail, Kathleen received an unconditional pardon. New South Wales Attorney General Michael Daly gave her an unconditional pardon. Can you imagine how she felt? A close friend and advocate of Kathleen said this, It's just the best news. I can't wipe the smile off my face. I had tears in my eyes when I found out, but now I can't stop smiling. Can you imagine how she feels? I don't think she wants to go back to jail. Do you? I think she's happy where she is now. Well, that's something like the experience that the Colossians had. They'd been pardoned from their sin, reconciled to God, holy in his sight, without blemish, free from accusation, all through what Jesus has done for them. 
by his life and death and resurrection. What a brilliant situation for them to now be in. And now, the Apostle Paul says, now what the Colossians need to do is this. They need to stay put. They need to stand firm. They need to trust in what Jesus has done for them and not trust in anything or anybody else. Continuing in verse 23, it says, You're holy in God's sight without blemish and free from accusation. Verse 23, If you continue in your faith, established and firm, and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel. The Apostle Paul is saying, in Jesus, these Colossians have everything that God has to offer, everything they could possibly want or need forever. They're in the best possible situation for eternity. And so what they need to do is stay put, don't move. Unfortunately, though, as we go on in the letter, we see that some troublemakers have come to this city of Colossae, some false teachers And these teachers are saying to the Colossians, did you guys put your trust in Jesus? That's great. Good on you. We love Jesus too. But you do realise that trusting Jesus, that's only step one, don't you? That's your basic free version of Christianity. But now we want to tell you about Christianity Premium. If you follow our teachings, well, you'll learn the deeper truths of Christianity. Trusting Jesus, that's fine for beginners. Trusting Jesus, that's good. A bit boring, but good. Trusting Jesus, it's okay to start with, but it's not where you stay. You need to move on. Chapter 2 and verse 8, Paul calls their teaching a hollow and deceptive philosophy Because it doesn't just depend on Jesus. It depends on what they do, on their teachings, on their ideas, on their rituals, on on human actions and human ideas. And Paul says to the Colossians, following that teaching is the worst possible decision you could ever make. Because in Jesus you already have everything you need. When you receive Jesus as Lord, you received everything God has to offer full and final salvation. You have it all. You're in the best possible situation. And so Paul says again, and this is the centre of the letter, he says again, what you need to do is stay put. Chapter 2 and verse 6. Chapter 2 and verse 6. Have a look with me. This is the the centre of Paul's letter. Chapter 2 and verse 6. He says, So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him. Just as you started, keep going. Just as you received, continue to live. Paul says, don't move, on. don't move on from Jesus. Don't trust anybody else. Don't trust anything you can do. Don't move on from Jesus. Go deeper in Jesus, yes. Go, go, go understand more the, the greatness of who he is and what he's done. Build higher on Jesus, yes. Build your whole life on Jesus. Be strengthened in what you've learned about Jesus. Grow in thankfulness to Jesus, but don't move. Stay put. Verse 6 again. Just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened 
in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. Can you see what the Apostle Paul's saying here? In Jesus, these Colossians have it all. Through Jesus, they've been reconciled to God, pardoned from their sin. Through Jesus, they'll be presented before God holy and blameless. Through Jesus, they have a place in heaven when they die. Jesus has done it all for them. Through Jesus, they're in the best possible situation. Now they need to stay put. Don't move on. Friends, what the Apostle Paul said to the Colossians 2,000 years ago is still true today. Still today, Jesus can pardon you from anything you've ever done wrong. Still today, Jesus can clean you from any defilement that you have before God, make you acceptable to God. Still today, Jesus can turn you from being God's enemy to being his friend. Still today, Jesus can present you before God wholly in his sight. No matter who you are, no matter what you've done, no matter how often you've done it, still today, Jesus can make you free from accusation. How magnificent. And friends, it's all a free gift. He did it for you. It's all a free gift at Christmas time and right through the year. We just need to, well, not earn it, not win it. Can you see in verse 6 what we need to do? Chapter 2, verse 6, we need to just receive it. Receive Christ Jesus as Lord. Friend, if, if you're not trusting Jesus today, if you haven't received him as your Lord, can I say to you, Christmas is a great time to do it. Today! is a great time to do it. Can I say, go for it. Do it today. If you don't know how to do it, it's so simple. It's so simple. You say, you say sorry to God for all the things you've done wrong. You say thank you to God for Jesus living and dying and rising again for you. And then you say, God, because of Jesus, will you please forgive me and accept me? Sorry to God for your sin. Thank you to God for giving Jesus to live, die, and rise again. And then ask God, because of Jesus, will you please forgive me and accept me? Sorry, thank you, please forgive me. So simple. Can I say, make the move, friend. Make the move this Christmas. Put your trust in Jesus. It is the best decision you could ever make. And then, for those of us who are relying on Jesus, the message is this. Stay put. Don't move. Uh, on uh, January the 14th of next year, so just, just a, a couple of weeks away, I will have completed 25 years uh, as the minister of this church. And can I say over this last quarter of a century, I have heard all kinds of new and different teachings. People come up with all kinds of ways to move on from the true original biblical message about Jesus. When I started, this church was racked with what was called liberal theology. 
the Jesus seminar and, uh, and stuff like that, people were saying, you, you can't trust the biblical version of Jesus. You, you can't trust what the Apostle Paul says. You, ne- you, need to, you need to follow all these modern, particularly German teachings. And there was also a thing called the New Perspective. It said, oh, nobody ever understood the New Testament before. You've you, you got to follow the way, we, the, the, the way we've understood it. Next came Federal Vision Theology. Uh, we've had the Eastern Lightning Cult come and join our church and try and distract us from Jesus. Uh, of course, there's always the latest charismatic trend, the Toronto Blessing, Prosperity Gospel, people telling us, oh, you're so boring with your Presbyterian style. You need to invoke the presence of God by singing songs over and over again till you roll your eyes in the back of your head. Um, last few years, the challenge seems to be Seems to be, oh, yeah, that old-fashioned Jesus, he didn't really understand modern gender ideology. That, 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 that old-fashioned Christian, they don't really understand homosexuality and, and, and true sexuality. You've you got to get up with the times. You've got, you got to join in with modern teachings about identity and gender and sexuality. All these teachings, all these trends, all wanting us to move on from the original, true, biblical, boring, apparently, message about Jesus. All wanting us to upgrade or update or get with the times or whatever they call it. Nothing's changed since Colossae. And friends, we mustn't be fooled. No tradition, no philosophy, no good work, no religion, no ritual can save you. Whatever the latest trend is, it can't save you. You can make up a different Jesus from the original biblical Jesus, but the Jesus you made up won't save you. Only the original biblical Jesus, the one the Colossians heard of in the true gospel, can save you. As Jesus himself said, no one comes to the Father except through me. And so the message is this, stay put. This Christmas and every day, trust Jesus and don't move. Well, for many of us, Christmas is a time for moving around. Even I'm going to head up to Katoomba for a conference and down the south coast next month. Christmas is a time for travel. That's fine. I'm not trying to make anybody feel guilty. Enjoy your travels with thanks to God. Not even trying to make my own family feel guilty as they head around the world while I stay here and pay for them. Uh, Not trying to make anybody feel guilty here. Enjoy your travels. Have a great time. But this Christmas, for those of us who trust Jesus, let's remember, spiritually speaking, to stay put. Just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your life in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. Let's pray. Our gracious God and loving Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the Lord Jesus. We thank you that he has done everything it takes to save us. So, Father, we say we are sorry for all the ways that we've sinned against you and failed you. Thank you so much that Jesus died on the cross and rose again from the dead so we can be forgiven. Father, please forgive us through what Jesus has done and help us to stick with him alone. We pray in Jesus' name.